0: Welcome to the Dan Aykroyd Podcast. I am your host, Scott White, and I have a returning guest. Please introduce yourself. Hi,
1: everyone. I'm um, Kristen
2: Rills, uh,
1: college professor and psych aficionado.
0: So with Kristen, the last one we did with our friend Emily Clay, and we did Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, and that had a very, very tenuous connection to Dan Aykroyd. Very, very tenuous. And then... You did a voiceover. You weren't on the podcast, yeah. but you did a voiceover for my Hellraiser. And that had a very, very tenuous. This project <laughs> we're doing, it's the most tenuous tenuous-eye yeah, sure. connection to Dan. But I know I'm a huge Psych fan. I know you're a huge mm-hmm. Psych fan. So I thought, it, it is, it's my podcast. I can do what I want. So we're going to do an episode of... Psych called Dead Bear Walking, and when, it, when we get to how it relates to Dan Aykroyd, we'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> so where did you discover Psych, or do you remember? Oh,
1: you know, I'm sure it was, if you remember, USA used to just do all-day marathons of shows. I bet it was probably in the second season before I was fully hooked into it, before I was like, okay, I'm going to set my DVR to record this show. And watch every single episode. So I don't think I was a fan from the very, very beginning, but from the near beginning.
0: I wasn't. I discovered this, like, well into the run, so I had to go back mm-hmm. and watch all the older episodes. This is one of the few series where I was actually mad and sad that it ended. Mm-hmm most of the, I'm not a TV guy. This might even be like the last new television show that I watched because I'm not into all this new stuff. I don't watch any of it. But when this ended, I was sad. Now, but we, have, we do have the psych movies. Oh, yeah, the They've movies done three great. of them. I
1: think they're supposed to do seven.
0: Dead Bear Walking. We open up with... Uh, Lasseter is being filmed. We... This is a family episode Mm -hmm. because Lasseter's younger sister is a filmmaker. Who just
1: appeared out of nowhere. Where has this person been for the last five seasons? Anyhow, I also don't think she's at his wedding in later seasons, but still.
0: No. And episodes earlier, we met Lasseter's mother. And just the way that she acted and he acted, there's no way that she turned out the way she did with those two influences in her (laughs)
1: life,
0: in my opinion. I agree with you. But she's a filmmaker and she's going to film Lasseter. Episode starts off where he's trying to get everybody's attention. First of all, Lasseter, from a woman's mm-hmm. point of view, Lasseter, attractive, unattractive? Um,
1: He is how he is attractive. I do think he's attractive. However, it took several seasons for there to be a moment where I'm trying to remember what episode it is. It's some episode where there's a bad guy in his apartment and he has a gun, like, hidden in, you know... A A bowl of nuts. Yes, a bowl of nuts. I was trying to remember what it was a bowl of. And he, like, pulls it out and grabs it and there's this, like, whole slow-mo moment of him shooting uh, whoever the bad guy is. And that was a Mm. moment where I was like, Mmm, Lasseter is hot. But it's, like, it (laughs) takes a long time because he's an irritating character. Like, he's supposed to be... The, he's the straight mm-hmm. man in the series. So I do have much love for Lassiter now, but in early seasons, it was more the person you love to hate. So yes, he is objectively attractive.
0: He's being a jerk to everybody in the station because people don't believe that she's his sister. Correct. Because
1: she's so cute and she's hot, a very normal. <laughs>
0: she's so cute and, and younger. Yes. Yeah, cute and normal and, and younger. And Lassiter lets it out that she was a mistake, mm-hmm. which apparently she didn't know.
1: I Can I just say Uh, how much I love horny Gus? Like, all of the little Gus comments where he just, uh, like, wants to get with Lasseter's sister just, like, cracks my shit up. uh, Absolutely love when Gus is trying to get with somebody.
0: I wish I had half of Gus's confidence. It was just... (laughs) Now, before we go on, Buzz is in this... For, what do you think of the Buzz character? Buzz is like a minor character. He's this big uh, goofball. Your your take on, on the Buzz character? Because we don't see him a lot in in, in most of the episodes.
1: I, I like Buzz. I think it's good. You have to have a couple of, um, you know, featured background players that you have some sort of relationship with so that when there's a big moment, so like in the whatever... Um, Whichever season, I think it was either three or four, the like season finale where uh, um, both Juliet and um, Sean's girlfriend are kidnapped and it's the whole yin-yang thing. And then he's the one that comes to pick her up from the airport. So I think all these little moments where a minor character is involved, it's a lot better if you have some kind of lasting relationship. So I think that sort of character is important, and I like him. I think he's just, like, a likable dude. I don't have anything negative to say about him. Uh, does he... Do we, Me do we end up having at the end of the season... Does he, does he ever get a big story? Is there one where he's getting married or something?
0: There's a couple. He doesn't get a big story. There's one where he's getting married, and he calls this helpline, and there's a guy... Listening in on these helpline oh, calls yeah. and making Kamik Kameep- so he's going to kill him, mm-hmm. and they bust in and they save that. And then there's the one where the father, the father's son, Oded, mm-hmm. and he goes after all the people, even the good guys mm-hmm. that were involved in it. And Buzz, was, Buzz got blown up. That's that yeah, scene where he gets blown up and thrown in into the, the pool. Opening
1: uh, credits. That's right. Yes. Do you have a favorite? Special opening credits for Psych. That's one thing I love about Psych. It's just like it's such a good the audience is in on the joke sort of thing. I love when a show has uh, opening credits and then they will occasionally modify it to fit whatever the the episode. I like the opening.
0: Like I think it's from season four. The one that has the slow motion Lasseter bullet popping up in the yeah. air when they do t- yes That's
1: that moment <laughs> and it
0: ends with Gus dragging Sean. Mm-hmm. I think that might be my favorite. I also love it when it's the long version of the theme song. So they get a call, there's been a death at the zoo. Mm -hmm. This bear trainer has been found dead in the bear's cage, and they head over to the zoo. Now, during all this, Juliet is totally nervous in front of the camera. Whenever she's on camera, she just she's just totally n- nervous and cute through the entire episode. So she is not in her comfort zone whenever she is on camera. And then on the other hand, Lassiter is just eating it up. Yeah. He just loves being the center of attention on the camera. And they get to the zoo, and it's raining. So I think it might just have been raining that day yeah. because it had nothing to do with, with the, the plot. plot. Right. I think yes. Oh, that's, that's. I thought really maybe it was interesting
1: ra- that you bring that up because you know how. Um, I keep wanting to call him James, Sean. uh, uh, James Erday's character, Sean. You know how he always has his, like, psychic moments or whatever? Apparently, uh, no one on the set ever knew what it was. It was always just written as, like, sean's psychic inspiration so james would improv whatever kind of silly weird reactions and stuff so it's cool that you say that the umbrellas weren't there because then he's obviously having the umbrella like the wind is catching him pulling him to whatever uh that's his inspiration for knowing that or whatever the moment was there whoever he thinks killed the guy at that point
0: that reminds me of Way back, the the Three Stooges, mm-hmm. they would just write something. Curly does Stooge bit, <laughs> and that's all. That's yeah. all that was in the script. So the you know the so whatever happened was just on the set right yeah. there. By the way, speaking of trivia, do you know who they offered the role of Sean to?
1: I do. Before, not. oh my God! Please tell me. I thought I knew everything.
0: Matthew Perry.
1: You know. I can see it. I don't think he'd do better, but he's got that same kind of like sarcastic whatever.
0: So James said that Steve Steve Franks, who created the show, it was like he wanted him, but the studio was like, we got to offer it to Matthew. And once he turns it down, it's yours. And Matthew turned it down because of money. It was USA. It wasn't a major network. He just came off Friends. So that's... So once... Matthew said no, it went to James. Well,
1: this type of show was unique at the time. They did not have, aside from Monk, Monk was first, but this one was second. They didn't have um, funny hour-long shows. That was not... It just, like, it was an untested product before that time. Now there's tons of them. Now it's, like, whatever rules. It doesn't matter. You can do... It's... It can be on Netflix. One episode is 27 minutes long and the next one is 56. So inconsistent. But at this time, that was a very untested, um, you know, type of show. So I wonder if Matthew Perry, if he could go back in time, if he would have taken it. I heard he's kind of a dick. Did you know his stepdad is Keith Morrison, the murder guy?
0: I didn't know that.
1: Isn't that bananas? (laughs) He was um, promoting his his biography uh matthew perry was that came out i don't know maybe six months ago and the one where he trashed
0: keanu reeves and everybody got on his ass yeah
1: so that doesn't mean he's kind (laughs) of a dick but uh apparently but i saw the picture on the cover the family photo and it's him as like a teenager and i was like is that fucking keith morrison did a little google Mm. and it sure is Mm. bananas (laughs) i have so many animal Uh. facts that I have Googled that I cannot wait to tell you about once we get to them. But please continue guiding us through this Okay, episode.
0: they show up at the zoo, and Sean and Gus are there. Like you said, immediately Gus focuses on Lasseter's yeah. sister, and Sean is just like, what are you doing? And Sean's like, that is Lasseter's sister. I am not going to let this happen. And just Gus, once Gus gets an idea in his head, it... <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: so they get to the bear enclosure and there is a trainer in there and so everybody's gathered and apparently it looks like the bear has killed mm-hmm. her trainer and that's what it, and then the trainer's fiance shows up and gives gives a little detail we don't really get to see the trainer that much but from what we see he has he's like he's got this long gray hair and a ponytail and she seemed so much younger mm-hmm. than he did I think I
1: know the answer to this Okay. So that bear is named Aggie the bear. I don't know this for a fact, but we could probably quickly check it. Uh, I went down a whole rabbit hole looking up this bear. This bear's uh, trainer's name is Mark, and he's got gray hair and a ponytail. Uh, And one of the little fun facts in IMDb for this episode said that those were all real pictures of the trainer with the bear. None of them were Photoshopped. So, I'm putting two and two together, and I think it's the bear's actual trainer. So, this uh, the bear's name is Aggie the Bear. Um, She's been in uh, several movies, including The Journey Home, Arctic Air, and uh, Alaska. There you go, these all kind of have a theme. So, I watched a little Animal Planet video, and they refer to Mark as her guardian. (laughs) <laughs> Whatever. The fucking bear trainer. So he started training her when she was eight weeks old. And she is very much bonded to him and sees him as uh, as uh like a parent figure. And apparently she gets grumpy. <laughs> that's what they said. If Mark, the trainer, gives anyone else too much attention. <laughs> so uh she currently lives in the Winnipeg Zoo. So she's still, Aggie is still is still kicking it so i would be willing to bet money that the trainer we see is her actual guardian of the polar bear mark
0: that makes a ton of sense with the eight weeks part later in the episode we go to their we go to his yes. house and we see a picture of him with a baby yes. so th- so i think that's, that's gotta actually be
1: his actual pictures i i looked at all the imdb stuff mm-hmm way before I actually went on this like little rabbit hole journey but when we're done I'm going to go back and look and see if it's the same guy mark but he indeed has a receding hairline and a long white ponytail so that's probably I'm wrong. sure it
0: is don't you think if the if the bear saw her guardian angel mm-hmm. lying face down Don't you think that would upset her? I don't know.
1: So I'm wondering if that was like one of the tricks because she's been in, you know, four different movies now in this television show. So I wonder if that was like some kind of training thing. Like you get a little piece of fish and then I lay down and do this. Or you get, you know, Mm. I I wonder if it was. I'm sure she would be fine because the the Mm. Animal Planet video I watched, it was a little four minute video. It was not too long, but it was also very... um, it was very informative. Uh, it shows him going into her like enclosure, and they're just like sitting back to back. And she's she like is like purring. Polar bears do a thing that sounds <laughs> similar to cats, where they purr, where they're very content. So he, <laughs> you know, it might have just looked like he was taking a nap. But polar bears are very dangerous, y'all. It's not like the yeah. Coca Cola commercial. I did a lot of googling <laughs> on. <laughs> Are polar bears dangerous? (laughs) And some of the things that, can I read you some of the things that come up when you just start to type, ask questions about polar bears?
0: Sure. Go ahead.
1: Do polar bears get thirsty? I don't know why anybody wanted to wear that. That's the lamest one. They get better. What parts of a polar bear can you eat? And why is bear meat poisonous? There you go. Have you ever wondered why bear meat is poisonous?
0: I've never (laughs) wanted to eat a bear.
1: (laughs) What position would you be in where you would want to eat a bear?
0: If you're trapped in the woods. I
1: guess. I guess Here's
0: the deal. If you're in a position where you have to eat a bear, whether it's poisonous poisonous or not, that's probably moot at that point. But
1: but just So. so you know, just don't eat their liver and you'll be fine. Okay. Because the liver has too much vitamin A, which is a fat-soluble vitamin, and you can OD on it. So don't eat their liver. As good as the bear liver might look to you, Scott, don't eat it. All right, where are we now in our so, journey? <laughs>
0: so Lassiter is in the cage over the body. Mm-hmm. Once again, Lassiter is... Being He's Lassiter, figured it out. Yep. Being Lassiter, the trainer came in, the bear attacked him, boom. And, and while we're looking at Sean's looking at the blood trail... Something doesn't seem right. So Lasseter gets his sister's attention. It's like, okay, zoom in on me. I'm going to say the bear attacked the trainer. Case closed. And when that happens, Sean does the thing with the umbrella. Yeah. And it pulls him. He says, this bear isn't a murderer. This bear has been framed. (laughs) Uh, On camera. And then we go into the opening credits. Oh, but we forgot. uh, What we also forgot to say is at the zoo there was a bunch of protesters Uh, wanting to set the bear free that's correct and that's going to be important so as lasser calls them hippies but there's a lot of protesters they hate zoos they don't think any animal should be put in captivity captivity so they're protesting that we come back after the credits sean is doing his thing where you know he's talking about the blood trail and all that and you know we need to check things out, and Gus is during all this. Gus is hitting on what's her? I forgot I can't her, her name. Her name
1: either. I just had a moment where I was like, she's, I have no idea. She's got a
0: nickname. It. She's got a nickname that like he calls Lou her or
1: something, right? Does he call her a Lou? yes,
0: uh, Lulu or something yeah. like that? Because uh, she was a tomboy and a late bloomer, and as Gus says, better late than never. <laughs> I
1: know. I love horny Gus, man. It gets uh it cracks my. And heart. during all
0: this, yeah. Sean is doing. Gus has hepatitis K. Yes.
1: What? He's such a cock blocker. Yeah. Oh, Sean. But Sean is ultimately probably right. All right. I have a question. He is probably right. Hot topic. Okay. Unless you're worried about getting canceled, what do you think of zoos? What are your thoughts on zoos? Some people really don't like zoos.
0: Where else would you see a polar bear?
1: I mean, I'm into zoos. I go to the zoo by yeah. myself as an adult human several times a year. I just wander around, uh, but there are lots of people. Very anti-zoo.
0: As long as the animals are uh, as treated humanely, mm-hmm. they try. You know, they try to recreate their, their, their natural habitat as close like close as possible. Where else is we as people uh, would would see these animals unless we went on a safari or something like that? So uh, yes, I. I have no problem with zoos as long as it's humane and no animal is being mistreated. If
1: you were crazy rich, would you know how like a hundred years ago, crazy rich people would just have like zoos on site or Michael Jackson? I guess that wasn't a long time ago. If you were crazy rich, would you have a zoo?
0: I don't know. I am. This is a little weird or not weird, but I have a a large trouble with loss, which is one of the reasons I don't have pets. (laughs) Because I would get it like if if I got attached to all those animals and animals have shorter lifespans mm-hmm. and I would have to see my friends pass away, it would like that would really affect me.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like how don't tell me how cows are just like dogs. I don't want to hear it because <laughs> I like a hamburger, no. man. I don't know. Yeah. I want to know how smart pigs are <laughs> because bacon is delicious. Yep. Nope. Goodness gracious! So yeah,
0: I mean, amongst the, I'm a traveling comedian, so I'm not right, home. Right, right. You're be... not
1: home enough. That's yeah. That's why I don't have a dog. Well, actually, where I live now, my landlord won't let me have one. But I work in theater, so for certain stretches of the year, I have crazy long hours, and it's just like, who would let the dog out? I just, once I got like a little Baha men. Yes, <laughs> man, you're hilarious. Uh, please get your tickets to go see Scott White make more hilarious <laughs> jokes about the Baha men. <laughs> I'm yes, just kidding. topical. You're funny.
0: <laughs> Is that why you got me banned from Boston CSC Invitational? <laughs> did
1: not get you banned. I don't even know how that rumor got started. It was, it was Emmy. Uh, yeah, I, well, yes, of course it was Emmy.
0: <laughs> we go to Woody. We mm-hmm. go to the more.
1: Oh yeah, I have so many and questions.
0: Kurt Fuller, Woody. i I love Woody. He's
1: so good. When did he start? Usually when you enter... Not till like, season two or three, right? I don't think he was in the original. I,
0: I think it was later. It was at least three, yeah. maybe four. Oh, okay. It was later. And usually when you add a character, you know, it's called jumping the shark. It gets, this it gets is, weird, yeah. But Woody, I love Woody. And Kurt Fuller, the actor who does it, he usually plays bad guys yes. in movies. And here, he's just, a, he's like... He's lovable and he's weird, but he's also a competent morg. What's his, what's the, what's the title I'm looking oh, for here? He's not uh, a mortician.
1: He's a, a oh, no. uh, no medical examiner, right? Me, medical examiner. examiner. Yeah. I think that's what he
0: is before they go in. Gus is being all macho mm-hmm. in front of Lassiter's sister. And then once they get in and see the body, he's off in the corner. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> it's
1: because he's got that super sniffer, man.
0: He does, the super sniffer. All right, so apparently, that Stephen Stephen Franks in real life has a super sniffer.
1: That's awesome. What in the world, in what universe would they just allow somebody to film a dead body (laughs) more? It was like, this is my college. It was probably
0: Lasseter pulling strings. Uh, I I would go with that. Okay. Uh, Getting his sister in there.
1: I feel like they would need permission from the family and just, it seems like there's a lot more red tape than we're addressing.
0: If she was going to, so she's, this is going to be in film festivals. And once Woody finds out, he starts, he starts changing his voice.
2: And
1: then later he has a mustache. Wow. That really
2: is a dead body. Is it weird for you guys to be in the same room with the corpse? Gus?
3: Oh, I'm fine over here with the beakers and whatnot just so i can finish the paperwork tell me the bear killed this guy in my professional opinion this was definitely a bear attack thank
2: you uh can you say that again for the camera
3: whoa whoa, whoa. what Woody. wait don't don't isn't it possible that the bear did not kill this man absolutely sure what which is it sorry about people please sir uh young lady what media outlet were you from again
2: Oh, it's for my graduate thesis film.
3: Will it be edited in any festivals in the Eastern Hemisphere, specifically the Philippines? Maybe. Oh, my God. This is going to be in festivals? Mm-hmm. May we get on with the body, please?
2: Broken bones? Check. Lacerations? Check. Oh. marks, Check. What is that voice?
3: I'm distorted for legal reasons.
2: That is a process done in editing. Really? Dina I always thought people did that
3: themselves well i'll be here's something fun let it be noted that the victim's larynx was crushed he was choked well polar bears have opposable thumbs now no and what about motive you can't convict without motive i have motive the bear went bare you're not helping not trying to stop hating on bears they stop first
1: okay what like woody is such a mystery what did he do in south asia that he's worried about in the philippines Philippines, yes he did something in the philippines
0: (laughs) his face and his voice yes i don't know woody is so weird
1: his voice modulation was really good that was it was was really like it really sounded like one of those um like like something that they would do in post the way he slowed it down and lowered (laughs) it
0: this is just me being a tall guy. Kurt Fuller in will, real life is about, they say he's at about 6'5. Oh,
1: wow. Holy smokes. How tall are you? You are and a tall guy. I, I'm 6'4. I'm five foot. I'm a short gal.
0: <laughs> like James and uh, how do you say Dulé. Uh, Gus's name? Dulay Hill. Dulay. I think they're around, even though they say they're like 5'11, 6'5, I think nine. they're around 5'9. Yeah,
1: five, five, nine, nine. for yeah. sure.
0: So I don't know if they're all standing on crates oh, or
1: like if Kurt
0: Fuller is... Yeah, apple boxes because... And it's probably for the shot. It'd be a hard shot if, if Kurt is like towering over them. But they're all around the same height.
1: Oh, they're for uh, sure uh, what, standing on stuff, right? Yeah. You know what I wish I had? I wish I had like the box set DVDs of these because there were no, I couldn't find any like behind the scenes stuff. No bloopers. I miss DVDs when you could get the commentary. Are you going to get it right now? <laughs> oh my gosh. You have to tell me, did you watch? Oh, uh, did you watch it on DVD? Did it have commentary I did. and stuff? Were there bloopers? They do. Oh, I'm jealous. There is uh, tell me everything. blooper reel. Cause they,
0: that blooper reels, they had deleted scenes. Well, they're not all for YouTube. this up I mean,
1: I was I was bombed. I was like, you did a show with a fucking bear. It's not CGI. They had a real bear, and I can't find a single article about it. I needed more n- information.
0: I, now it wasn't CGI, but I have when when we get to it. <laughs> this this episode is going to be four hours long. That's fine.
1: So, <laughs> you, I'm so fine. sorry. You have I'll to break add it up. <laughs>
0: No, no. Yeah, I'll break it up into two episodes if it gets too long. Lassiter says, tell me this guy was killed by a bear. He was killed by a bear. Yeah. And Sean's like, well, couldn't he have not been killed by a bear? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Woody. I love Woody. Yeah, great. And they use yeah. him just, he, he's not throughout the whole episode. Mm-hmm. Woody, to me, Woody is like um, Tracy Morgan on 30 Rock. Yes. Where He's they the just use man. him enough. Yeah. He's the if you use him too much, it's not gonna mm-hmm. work. But they use him just enough. Where Where is
1: Corbin Burns in this episode? Do you think all, did all of his scenes just get deleted? There was no flashback to Sean as a kid. There was no checking in with dad. Did they just have too much? What do you think happened to him this episode? I don't know. He
0: might have been he might have been on another project. Because usually in situations we'll get to it but Sean steals the bear mm-hmm. and usually in situations like that they take the well they did they take did the bear take to, him his, to his no house. Kirby!
1: they showed him he in is the, he's in this episode they showed him at the very end when they did the little documentary stuff but i don't remember no.
0: him in any scenes alright remember when Sean's at his house and he calls the he calls the station and it's like dad where is that big fish that you caught oh. so he is in it Okay. But he's only in it for a short amount of time. Okay. I just so. don't remember
1: any significant scenes with him, which there No, it's not are. a significant yeah. scene. That's a, Yeah, because I wanted yes. to see how Dad would react to this bear in his backyard. Sad. Oh, well.
0: <laughs> well, they have to go back to the zoo. Yes. Because the bear has escaped.
1: Yes, because Woody and... watches the local news that advertises bear escapes.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> and Juliet sees it yeah so yeah. the guy so they get there and the guy has the lemur on his shoulder um because the lemur is depressed according to the zookeeper guy did some googling acting out yeah did some googling. one-on-one time there's no evidence that lemurs get depressed and it actually said that there's a whole website dedicated to having about how having lemurs lemurs are inappropriate pets because it makes them mean and they're aggressive towards humans. So I don't think that lemur was depressed. I think that guy just liked lemurs.
0: But there was while they're talking about the escape, the lemur and Gus are having eye contact. Mm-hmm. So is... Dulé Hill. He came from um West Wing. West Wing right. A very prestigious Drama, And I give him so much credit for just being, after coming off of a series so serious like that, just being so silly.
1: Yes, and And he's so charming, and he's good at tap dancing, which puts him number one in my heart, because I love tap dancing.
0: The fact that the chemistry between James Roday, Rodriguez now, James Roday Rodriguez, and Dulé Hill, that's got to be like... Uh, like a million to one, yeah. that those two come in and the chemistry is so flawless. It's not like they were a comedy team that came up mm-hmm. through, like like uh, Cheech and Chong or Abbott and Costello, where they, they worked their way up. They met on the set and according to everybody, do you listen to the podcast? It's a, It's a psych podcast by... Uh, Juliet and Lassiter.
1: I, what, I listened to the first few episodes and then ugh, I stopped listening. I didn't think it was very good. <laughs> I didn't think it was very well like re- researched or produced. Like they're very charming, but I only enjoyed it when they would have other guests that were on. Other guests yeah. from the show. From yeah. the show. It's like, oh, I love you in real life, but I don't think you're a great podcast host.
0: So. Apparently James Rodet did improv on everybody was pissed at him during their auditions because he would do Dulé Hill and Timothy said that, that they were just pissed that he would go off book. And all of them thought that they, that he was trying to screw with them with their auditions. But just the fact that they had never met before this and they come together and the chemistry between those two is just amazing.
1: Well, I think that's just I think that's just a testament to the success of this show overall is these people genuinely like each other and enjoyed working with each other and continue to agree to do these movies like they wouldn't do that. They're not contractually obligated at this point. No. Dulé Hill does not want for a job. He's working like crazy. No. But the fact that he's like, yeah, I'll come back and do a show every, you know, 18 months or a movie every 18 months work for three or four weeks on it Mm -hmm. hell yeah and they're good and they're funny and i like that we get to continue to revisit these characters and see what they're up to
0: well the fact that we were talking about the podcast even they have no no obligation to be on this podcast they they do it because they love each Mm -hmm. other so and then because when you look back and you see like i'm a huge monkeys fan yeah and now it comes out that Mike and Peter didn't like each other, and Mike and Davy didn't like each other. This when you find a, like, out. Were
1: they a manufa- manufactured band? Was there some producer that they were them together? Okay.
0: A producer put them together. Unlike Dooley and James, mm-hmm. there was a lot of friction between them through this whole thing. They find out that the the bear was their biggest attraction, and Sean does that. And I love the way when he sees a clue, and it mm-hmm. you, know, you get the that sound effect little, and the and the br- little, yeah, <laughs> What? yeah. And especially when he sees like three or four in a row. Mm-hmm. He realizes that the hippies have kidnapped him, Correct. has kidnapped the bear, and he is going to go after him. But uh, Gus does not want to have anything to do with bears.
1: Because polar bears are He's gonna dangerous, go. y'all. They will eat you.
0: You know it's not dangerous? Bunnies. <laughs> yeah, and that's know. where he goes. He goes, you're going to pet the bunnies. And he's like, that's none of your business. (laughs) And when Gus, also when Gus gets street, that's funny too. Where are you going? Mind your business. Why are you talking like that? Because I'm from the street, Sean.
1: (laughs) Oh, he's a treasure. I love the, just like the history of, of the two of them and how they grew up together. But then, you know, Sean doesn't really go to college and then. Uh, Dulay goes to like a historically black college, so he's got all of his, uh, all of his black friends, and then Sean is like his one weirdo white friend. Like those those episodes where he gets back together with his old band and it's boys to men. Oh my god, it's so good, so good. If you were listening to this uh, and you don't Black Capella. yes, yes. And Sean just wants to be in the group so bad, and they won't let him. god Psych is a good show. All right, where were we? It is. <laughs>
0: So Sean tracks the head hippie down mm-hmm. at a restaurant, and this character's name is McLeod something, something or other. Yeah. In this episode, we get... Sean comes off weird, and there's this two type of character. One that just rolls with Sean, whatever he says, and then the other one who's like, "What's what the hell is wrong with you? And this guy just rolls with Sean,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and he convinces the hippie... To take him to the bear. He's like, I can help the bear. Because now, uh, what we haven't mentioned is the bear is set to be euthanized, mm-hmm. which I don't understand. Why would that? It was. Yeah,
1: I don't either. If it's a bear that's in captivity, like I know they do that with bears that are in the wild because yes. it's like, well, it's a threat to society. But what are the chances that it would. Like, I, I, I think I need to know more about how they feed animals in the zoo. I was under the impression there was very little actual contact with humans when it's a big carnivorous animal. They train it to, like, go in a little pen, and then they lock it up, and then the trainers come out. Whereas in this episode, they made it look like the bear, like, ripped over, open the fence from its enclosure. So, yeah, I'm also not sure why they would murder the bear. Oh, for the plot—that's why, <laughs> I guess. For the
0: plot, now that now that the bear is out, mm-hmm. I could see them.
1: Yeah, I guess yeah, it. it was well. Yeah, now it's just like roaming the streets of Santa Barbara.
0: So they take it back to the psych office mm-hmm. where Gus is there. He's having a bowl of, of cocoa pebbles, yeah,
2: which looks and delicious. I was surprised
0: it was. It does, and cocoa, and it's an actual. Usually, you get yeah. cereal,
1: and then it had honey bunches of oats behind it. I honey
0: had this, bunches of oats right behind it. Yes, I had the
1: same thought. I was like, "Oh, brand name cereal." They either had a partnership with them, or thought that they weren't popular enough, and nobody would notice.
0: So this is shot in Canada. Mm-hmm. It's set in Santa Barbara, but it's shot in Canada. And in every episode, where they they always have these glass bottles of milk. Mm-hmm. Instead of the instead of because the they party. don't in in Canada, in Canada they don't have the gallon the gallon oh, jug. Oh, I didn't know that. It either comes in a bottle or a cardboard box or a bag, but they do not in Canada they do not have the gallon the gallon jug of milk. All right,
2: good to you know. Or the half
0: gallon jug. He walks in and he <laughs> sees this bear in their office, and the and the hippie and Sean have this wire around it. He's like, "Don't worry, Gus." It's electronic field. The bear is trained not to go past it, and then the hippie goes. Well, it's not really an electronic field. We're just using it here to trick the bear. And Gus jumps into the other room. Dies through like, the
1: window. So good.
0: And Sean is like, "Why?
1: Why would you say that?"
0: And then the the hippie goes off on the trainer. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, imprisoning this bear. I'm glad he's dead. So they begin. So they think, oh no, the hippie, Might the hippie killed, killed the trainer. Right. Might have killed him. And they have to take the bear out for some reason. They attach a trailer to the Blueberry. Mm-hmm. The Blueberry is Gus's car; it's his work car. They're taking this bear around in this trailer attached to the Blueberry. And while all this is happening, we cut back to Lassiter, mm-hmm. and Lassiter is doing his um, Tommy Lee Jones impression from The Fugitive. <laughs> I want never. And they go to a drive-through and they order like five hundred fish sandwiches, they order no buns.
1: One hundred and twenty-eight fish sandwiches. Are you ready for some math? and some more polar bear facts. All right.
0: You know what (laughs) makes a good podcast? Math and polar bear facts.
1: Fuck yes. Okay, so (laughs) I would find this very interesting, and I did. So um, polar bears are 500 pounds on average, and they can eat up to 100 pounds a day, but they need to eat at least four and a half pounds of fat per day. So I was like, huh, 128 fish sandwiches would that be enough food for a polar bear for a day? So I did the math. I looked up, I used filet fish sandwiches because whatever restaurant they're at is a fake made up mm. restaurant. So each filet fish sandwich has 19 grams of fat in it. So if they had 128, that would be 2,432 grams of fat, which is 5.1 <laughs> grams of, or pounds of fat, which means this polar bear got enough to eat that one day. But that shit, that's a lot of money.
0: <laughs> I used to work at McDonald's. The fish sandwich was the worst thing for you on the menu. Yeah. I love the fish sandwich, I but it's like too. the big w- Mac. I haven't had one in mac-
1: years, but oh, it's good. I haven't had
0: one in years, but I love the fish sandwich. But it, it is the technically the worst thing on the menu, You know, body-wise, yeah. wh- what it would do to you. We're at Sean's dad's house, and this is a scene where we see because Cor- Sean calls his dad at the station and... And he's like, where's that big uh, salmon that you caught that you say would take three months to eat? So they're looking to feed the bear.
1: But and they already got him 128 fish sandwiches, man.
0: <laughs> I
1: guess that maybe that was for, for later meals. I guess so.
0: Okay. Maybe. Later meals. But Juliet shows up. So Juliet puts it together that Sean has right. taken the bear. Right. And at, so at this point in the series, they are dating. Correct. They, they are a couple at this point in the series.
1: And in real life.
0: Oh, they were? I did not know that. You
1: didn't know that? Oh, my I did God. not know that. Do you want all the dish? They totally okay. um, started dating, I think, by the end of season one. They were together for most of the run of the show. This is very much like them in real life. Uh, he didn't want kids, and she did. So they broke up. Then she got married, had a couple of children, and then got divorced a few years ago. And... I don't know, but I feel like they're gonna get back together at some point. You didn't oh, know they were he's, he's together gonna... in real life. I didn't. Oh, crazy!
0: And they're step kids, so they're not like his real. You know, yeah, he can, can tr- he I doesn't know. have to treat them well at all. He
1: can continue continue to be exactly like Sean Spencer because <laughs> I think that's probably. I know. Most I Most of James. I Thursday's did not.
0: We're, we're giving each other facts yeah. here on Psych. I like that. Yeah, it's,
1: I was so sad when they broke up, but now she's got her two kiddos
0: personal i the last girl i was dating i had to break up with because she wanted to have kids and i didn't so
1: it happens. it's a thing it happens
0: not to get too personal you and your husband mm-hmm. how long have you been married
1: 16 years
0: and no kids so that was i take it that was no just both of you
1: yeah
0: that's a decision you both made yeah that's, that's great when you find some, that just takes one problem out of the equation. So that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and, but you're a teacher, so you sort of screwed yourself there. <laughs> well, I remember
1: when I was much younger and I was teaching, I was like, I honestly don't know how my coworkers that have children can possibly do this. Like, I don't know how you can deal with these kids all fucking day and then go home to your actual kids i just i can't imagine it like i'm sure i could do it because i'm an amazing human but i also (laughs) i also like just like don't oh they must be so tired must be so tired oh god bless you people that have children and teach in the public school system you are the real superheroes
0: our friend, our friend Emily Clay.
1: Oh, she and I booked a trip today. We're going to go to Universal Studios in like a month and a half. Just the two oh, of cool. us. And I'm really excited.
0: I asked her to be on this podcast, but she is actually traveling today. She, she is. is. She is going she's, to she's yes,
1: coming back from New Mexico? I don't know. She's been so busy this summer because she's been doing all those... Mm those brain science training things because she's the best teacher in the world. Wait, so how long Juliet, are your episodes so she, usually? <laughs> uh,
0: they're between, they're between an hour and an hour and a half. Okay. So I'm so not being totally
1: ridiculous with all of my tangents.
0: No, okay, no, no. Okay. Sean convinces Juliet, just look at the bear before. Now. So here's something that I, so the bear is in Henry's backyard. Sean's dad's backyard. And during the scene, the bear growls, or mm. and I, I saw, I swear, I saw its breath.
1: I did too. And okay, I, I also noticed that, but it's because they're in Canada. I bet it was just fucking cold yeah. outside.
0: I, I thought was this filmed someplace else because you said. I and don't think it was. Like, I don't think it was. So I saw its breath, and I'm like, okay, and it was. Raining? It must have been rainy and cold in in Mm -hmm. Canada that day.
1: I think that's just what it was. I think it's because they film in Canada, and I guess it was just, you know, a chilly, humid day. Because I did Google, uh, I looked, like, I was trying to find, like, back, um, not backstage, what do you call it, whatever you call it, photos that are not from the actual show. And there were pictures of, like, Dulé and James posing with the bear in different... Mm-hmm. Locations, So they actually filmed them there. But I 1,000% also saw the bear's breath. But that's the conclusion I drew. I was like, it, it was just in Canada. And it was probably much colder than sunny Santa Barbara. <laughs> Is the chief in this episode? Just for like a second. I'm betting this original episode was just like super long and they cut a bunch of scenes.
0: It must have been because this sounds weird, but the usually in the episode... If the opening theme is the shorter version, mm-hmm. the ending theme is the longer version. In this episode, the opening theme is the shorter version, and the ending theme is the shorter mm-hmm. version. So it, it was probably, yeah, it just ran over and they were just cutting.
1: Yeah, I don't think the the, uh, the psych podcast that um, Juliet and Lassiter do, I don't think, they, there's no way that they're on season five yet, or I would have listened to that. Because I was also very <laughs> curious. I was like, this just seems a lot different. So it could have been something where they wanted to use all of the bare footage. It had to be something with the cutting room floor and it just became a slightly different story in editing because it did seem that the, most of the secondary characters were just in it a lot less. Even Hmm. Juliet seems like she was barely in the episode.
0: Have we, okay. So have we missed it when they've gone, when he, when Sean and Gus have gone to the trainer's house? Have, did we miss that? No, we just, or I don't think we've
1: gotten there yet. I think that's after okay. They, they, so they shoot the bear, and I think that they shoot when, the bear with a
0: tranquilizer, yeah,
1: which works immediately. I did. Don't worry, I didn't look up tranquilizer science, but I was very mm. curious. <laughs> I'm sure they just trained the bear to flop over because it looked <laughs> like it really. It looked like something really hit him. So I don't mm. know what they did, but the bear flops over immediately, and I don't think that's the case. I think it like. Probably takes a little while. I don't know. Have you ever. I'm sure. Yeah. a
0: 500 journalist? pound bear. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it did. Yeah. One, one dart.
1: <laughs> yeah. So then they go, to, I think they go to the trainer's house after that. Um, and you know, get on each other's shoulders and start looking through the windows. And yes.
0: Stuff. And they're looking in, they go to the neighbor's house and, and Gus leans against some roses and he cuts his arm. Mm-hmm. That's going to be important later. When I was listening to, I listened to a couple of the episodes of podcast. I listened to the one with James on there and he said one of the few problems with psych is that they didn't give the audience enough information to solve the to crime it out
1: themselves, yeah.
0: Yes. And because when we go to the house we see this fence and that means nothing to us. Right. But we were giving no we and, and that's no
1: context.
0: There's no context and this fence is the reason for the episode. Mm-hmm. But we, but we're not given any context until, until at the end of the show when it's when it's too late. Uh, so that, that was the one that be thing James. Satisfying, said.
1: Satisfying though, like would I want to watch a show where I could figure everything out? I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know. Yeah. Uh.
0: Some people would be like that, but James said it's like a couple episodes. We just give the audience nothing. Mm-hmm. That's why they have the the, the long. The long exposition dump at the end yeah. of how it was all done, and now we go to so the bear is in a cage, and it's Sean and Gus and the hippie, and they're all watching this bear. And Gus and the hippie start crying, and at this point, they think uh, the guy with the uh, the lemur on his shoulder.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: When they are at the when they are at the trainer's house, they find a life,
1: life uh, a bear life insurance policy.
0: And they're like the bear is more valuable to them dead than alive. So they think, okay, it's this. uh, What was he? The curator of the zoo, anyway. Yeah, what the
1: the head the curator of the zoo,
0: the head zoo, the head zoo guy. Mm -hmm. He's killed the bear to get the two million dollars. So he's so first they suspected the hippie. Now they suspect this guy, the the head zoo guy. But then the hippie says, I looked into that too. That means nothing. It's only if the bear dies of natural causes. If the bear is put down. They get no money, so now they've lost two the, two of their sus uh, of their suspects. But they do notice around the bear's neck that it has a heart monitor because mm-hmm. uh, the the bear had a heart murmur. So they were
1: because it ate all you know, those detecting fucking that. fish sandwiches.
0: <laughs>
2: you oh, would too, yes.
1: Coronary artery disease, <laughs> dude. I want a fillet. <laughs> of fish it's got blockage so bad. I just I miss yeah. living in the south where they were like it's oh it's Lent, So the fish fillets are super cheap at McDonald's. Ugh. <laughs> So good, such a good disgusting sandwich. The square fish
0: with a rectangular piece of cheese. It's <laughs> like underneath. It. Not even, a, not even a full piece no, of cheese. I like used little... to work at McDonald's. We had to, we had to fold the cheese in half and put half a it's slice on so each one. Weird. Like, like people would come in and they would crest and they want a fish sandwich with a full piece of cheese oh can, so. we do a, can we
1: do a tiny McDonald's tangent okay so you worked at McDonald's how many years ago did you work at McDonald's
0: oh 30 35 years ago so
1: and when's the last time you had McDonald's oh, God
0: I can't remember it's oh, been wow. it's been at least four or five years
1: okay so you might not have an answer to this, but do you think McDonald's is worse now than it was when you worked there? I
0: mean food wise yeah, food wise i would uh I would think so uh, because it th- seems like everything is much more automated now and like we back there searing it and it just
1: so it now and plus they as an
0: employee, mm-hmm. when I would make my own food, I would just like. I would get like two or three slices of yeah. cheese on the fish sandwich yeah. and load it up with a tartar sauce. and.
1: So, so I guess they do this thing at McDonald's, and I'm sure other places do it as well, where they will, to save money, they will use a lesser quantity or lesser quality ingredient, but they will taste test it in this, these markets <coughs> with um, these focus groups And they will see which one they can get away with without the people noticing a difference. But the theory is that they have now done it so many times that were you to compare, like, the original quality hamburger to the one we have now, that it's very different and not very good. So I think, yeah, like, I'm really curious. I would like to... Have a burger from the '60s and see what it tastes like. I'm sure it just tastes like a Shake Shack burger, which is fucking delicious. I do love a, a double cheeseburger from McDonald's. Like
0: fast food used to be cheap, mm-hmm. and that's and people would say, sure, it's unhealthy, but if you're not making a lot of money mm-hmm. and you had to feed your family, McDonald's was an option. Now it's fast food is just as expensive as going out to a restaurant.
2: Yeah.
1: The day that I go into McDonald's and they flip an iPad around and ask me to give them a tip. I'm out. That's when I'm out. Oh, okay.
0: I had Yes, I about No, so I had one about a year a year ago. I went to McDonald's cuz I was on the road and there was a McDonald's right next to my hotel. And I remember that because I ordered a quarter pounder meal and it was $14. Yes,
1: It's so expensive. Wait, so Scott, what's your yeah. favorite? Um, so you The fries still
0: hold up. The, the fries, fries are good.
1: Good. Uh, yeah. What's your What's your go to on the road meal? Because you must do it so often that you've got like a plan now.
0: When I leave my house, I will pack. I'll pack a you know I'll pack a road mm-hmm. lunch. But on the road, it's like usually, and this is terrible. I'll grab a sandwich and a Slim Jim and some chips from the gas yeah. station. It's just easier, and I don't have to wait in line. You know, I. I you know, ring this up and then give me 20 on pump two. Yeah. And it's just quicker and, and more easier to do that. So I don't usually hit fast food places. I will hit gas stations. I'll, I'll just get something to eat while I'm there. Where are we? I uh, Oh, uh, heart, heart monitor. <laughs> heart yes. Monitor, heart so they're like, okay,
2: the heart monitor so, on the bear.
0: Can you
1: please edit this to make me sound smarter? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so they call in and here's where we see Corbin again. Mm-hmm. Corbin Bernstein brings in Michael Gross, of, uh, I was going to say growing pains, that's not right, family ties, and he is this judge, he's the one who gave the order to put the bear down, and Sean is trying to convince him that they have new evidence, so they shouldn't put the bear down.
3: All right, Sean, this is Cody Blair, Ventura County Director of Animal Control. You better have something substantial for him, he's traveled a long way for this. Thank you for coming, Mr. Blair. Uh, please, sir. Let me start by saying that this is a huge honor
2: for me. Cut the crap, son. I understand you are asking for a stay of execution, as you put it, for a
3: polar bear. This is highly unorthodox. I can assure you, you will not feel that way after I prove to you that this bear did not kill its trainer. You can enter that onto the record. Spencer, this isn't a courtroom. There are no records. Permission to treat this man as a hostile witness? No. Quick sidebar? Absolutely no. Should we poll the jury? Negative. May I try on your robe, Judge? If you'll excuse me. Oh, wait, wait. I have testimony from a key witness in the form of video footage, if you would just indulge me for a few more moments. This footage is actually courtesy of Miss Lauren Lasseter. You're helping him now? Here we go. Oh no, no, I'm I'm absolutely sure. Though the results were previously inconclusive, I can now establish the time of death of the trainer to be between 11.30 p.m. and 3.30 a.m. Why is
2: this relevant?
3: I am so glad that you asked. I would like to present these papers as Exhibit A. No exhibits here. Stop saying that. What are they? Those are EKG readouts of the Bears' vitals. What do they say, Mr. Spencer? (laughs) I couldn't tell you, sir. Bunch of squiggly lines to me. But, but, I have an expert witness. I present Gus J. Gupta. Uh, What makes him an expert? I work in the medical field. Oh, you're a doctor. I go to Gus J for all my medical needs and procedures. He removed both of my appendixes. Now, tell us what the results are from the hours of 11.30 p.m. to 3.30 a.m. on the night of the murder. It is a sleeping heart rate. Inactive. What? Inactive? You mean it is not the heart rate of a mammal murdering its lifelong caretaker? Not unless that mammal was sleepwalking, no. Well, in that case, the defense rests. Whew, literally I am exhausted this is a short little scene but
0: Michael Gross plays it perfectly in my opinion yeah. he is just irritated enough with Sean but he also he is also listening to what he has to say
1: but is he only listening because he's being recorded that's what I think I think it's only because <laughs> she's there uh, which is such an interesting dynamic I think he's only because he starts to be much meaner I feel like and then sees the camera and is like okay maybe don't murder yeah. the bear. If you have evidence, I guess. This is going to bite me in the ass.
0: He grants the stay of execution. Because Sean keeps using... Sean does this thing where he uses uh, court lingo. And he's like, this is not a court. But he he, he gets the judge to do it. So he gets the bear 12 Mm -hmm. extra hours.
1: So I haven't seen dead man walking in a long time. I wonder how many... like tropes, there are from that specific movie in this. Or I wonder how closely it parallels. Because Psyche is pretty famous for parroting.
0: Yes. I've things. actually never seen the movie, so I don't know. Um, oh my
1: goodness. How dare you? It takes place in the I've seen clips of it. it. Is that, it's a true story, yes. right? It's, that's the Susan it is Taran a true one, story. Right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, Susan Sarandon and Sean Penn. Yeah. Which they do reference in this episode.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: We cut to Lasseter. Lasseter goes to the he goes to get the evidence he goes to the evidence locker mm-hmm. and his sister is filming him um, oh but during the scene this is where uh we find where woody oh, yeah, the heart woody monitor. is on
1: oh no no yes. the tv first or with the mustache yes
0: the woody's on the tv with a mustache on and they've determined and woody has determined that the the murder took place between 11:30 and 3:30 at night mm-hmm. and then they have the heart monitor saying that the bear was asleep during that time. Because so Gus, the bear being couldn't...
1: a pharmaceutical sales rep, can obviously read an EKG yes. accurately. <laughs> so silly. So silly. <laughs> That's fine. I'll buy it. Gus is smart.
0: And I've said this before. We did a psych podcast before. I hate people like Sean who just fly by the sea that their pants and everything works out for them. It's like, Doesn't that it is totally opposite so of mad. my life. I know. It makes me so mad. Uh, enraged. I was, it does, enraged. It was. I was listening to the sports podcast, and they were talking about this football team. And the, the sports announcer says, this team does everything right, and they always seem to get screwed. And that's how I feel my life is. And Sean is the exact opposite. It's like, he does everything off the cuff, seat of his pants, and everything. Not only do things work out fine, he usually gets rewarded in the end.
1: Yeah. Oh, James Rode. Punch him in his cute face. All right, where are we so, now? So we've got... We're at, we the, done it we're at the, the evidence. KKG.
0: So uh, Lassiter. So his sister is, like, getting bored with Lasseter because he's just... He's, you know, paperwork, and that's not a movie. And while this is happening... They've gone back to the, the trainer's house, and they're talking to the neighbor. Yes. And, sh- and, and the Sean makes a couple of jokes. that The neighbor looks like Seth Rogen. Yes. And so he makes a couple of Seth Rogen jokes. And then the neighbor lets it slip that he thinks there was another woman. Because right. the fiance and the trainer argued that night. And Sean goes, he had another woman, a big, a big five hundred pound woman. And she, Gus was like, he he is like, he's a chubby chaser.
3: chaser?
0: <laughs> in in male lingo, would a would a woman be attracted to a man with a dad bod? Is that the equivalent of a chubby chaser? With
1: I guess, what would be
0: the female equivalent of a chubby chaser?
1: Yeah, you know. Okay, so I think the female equivalent, I guess, would be dad bod. But hilariously enough, in the gay community. It would be a bear. Mm. It would be a bear. Yeah. Boom, boom. (laughs) Have you ever looked up on the like animal chart, uh, like the gay lingo animal chart, what you are specifically?
0: No. Yeah,
1: I don't know either. My husband's an otter. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's weird. You should cut that out.
0: (laughs) No, no. That's good. (laughs) Make sure he listens to this <laughs> he's gonna, too.
1: He's gonna listen to this and be like, "What the fuck, Kristen?" <laughs> I'll be like, "I don't know, man. <laughs> I have no filter. Uh, oh God."
0: <laughs> so, La- so these things are happening simultaneously. Lassiter finds something in the box, and and you see a light bulb goes off, and then they find out that the the fiance was jealous of the bear. Mm-hmm. So now Sean and Gus think, okay, the fiance did it because she was jealous of the bear. And they both go to the fiance's house. Uh, Sean and Gus are there with Lasseter's sister, but Lasseter has beaten them there. Yeah, and he, you know, and he's uh, he's he's cocky Lassiter at this time because he's beat he's beaten them too. Mm-hmm. The fiance's house, and then they go back to the interrogation room. Lassiter's interrogating the fiance, and he keeps. He keeps messing up his lines. They keep doing it over because his sister is filming him through the the, the one way glass. And for some reason, Juliet's in there. And I thought this scene just—I thought this so, was just,
1: that shot was so good.
0: It was. And Lassiter's like pacing back and forth, and you see Juliet in the corner. And Lasseter's like, "What are you doing here?" And she's like, I, "I
1: don't know." I, I, <laughs> I, I don't just know. Like that, ridic- <laughs> that stupid smile she has on her face was so good. That moment was, it was really good.
0: Lasseter in his box of clues found a bloody shirt, Mm -hmm. a bloody female shirt. And he's like, okay, so what happened was you got in a fight with your, your fiance, you killed him and then you dumped the body. Mm -hmm. And then Sean and Gus are like, how could this tiny woman dump this big guy in a pit? And then uh, Sean does this thing where he sees the cuts on Gus's arm where he brushed against the roses. He puts it together. It was just a gardening accident. It was yeah. her blood on her shirt, and it was just a gardening accident. Lassiter looks stupid in front of his sister.
1: Yeah, again.
0: Again. And at this point, Sean and Gus, they're going to make it right by the end of the episode, yeah. but at this point, they're piling on Yeah, Lassiter. they're being
1: dicks. Here, I have a, yeah, I have a morbid, <laughs> gross question. Um, I'm pretty sure... If you threw a dead body in with a polar bear, I think the bear would eat it. Right? That's what. Yes, the bear would eat it. I mean, too gross. Unless too gross for psych, definitely. But I think it would. I think it would eat it.
0: Unless it was like the bear knew it was its yeah. trainer and it didn't. You know, Guardian. But I don't. Excuse I'm not me. gonna. Tra-
1: it was his guardian.
0: <laughs> it was guardian. And like I don't know anything. All I know is bear stay away from bears yeah yeah uh, so i am not even going to attempt to say what a bear would do with a with a body and in there
1: that. there are polar bears that have not only eaten humans but have hunted and eaten them like sometimes it's just mm. like wrong place wrong time i've read a lot about polar mm. bears in the last couple <laughs> of days you guys i did so much homework
0: <laughs> we're sitting in the police station and lasseter's sister is just erasing all this footage of Lassiter yeah. fucking up and she's like, "Oh, this wasn't like, this wasn't my the guy that I grew up with." Mm-hmm. And then Sean and Gus start feeling sort of bad for her and Lassiter. And then Sean has a vision, and he wants to go. He's like, "Gus, come with me. I figured something out." And Gus is like, "No," so because this is where Gus is going to make his yeah. move. Yeah. Because all throughout this episode, he's been dropping hints with the sister. At first, I think the sister was a bit apprehensive, but through the episode you can see that she has started digging Gus as well. Mm-hmm. At one point he sniffs her and Lasseter is like, and Lasseter has figured it out too. He's yes. like, are you sniffing my sister?
1: <laughs> uh, but just the moment where he's leaning in to her and then she turns into Lasseter, but still with the sister's voice and he freaks yes. out that moment's good. I That's, that's kind of a trope um, at this point. I don't know if it was, you know, 15 years ago when this episode mm-hmm. came out, but I, thoroughly enjoy when they do the, like, it's like the Bugs Bunny thing where you're on a stranded island and your friend that's pacing back and forth turns into a roast chicken. Yeah. <laughs> so just, like, them turning into that person but still having the humans vo- or the other character's voice, I find very
0: Every Every trope has to start somewhere. Somebody yeah. out there yeah. did the Somebody first did airline food joke. Somebody yeah. did it first. And so tropes can't start without yeah. it doing it first. And Sean rushes to the the box of clues, and he pulls out a picture, and it's of the fence. The
1: fence, yeah.
0: So now they're all back at the uh, trainer's house, and the neighbor is outside, and Sean is do, so Sean is doing his thing, but instead of solving the crime, he feels he yeah, starts he giving Lassie hints. Right,
1: correct. He correct. fumbles.
0: He's figured it out, but he wants Lassie to figure it out in front of his sister. Yeah. And he, and he passes the baton to Lassie. And Lassie figures it out. And here is why this is on the Dan Aykroyd podcast.
1: That's right.
0: This is why this is on the Dan Aykroyd podcast. It was a neighbor dispute. And Sean goes, it's just like Belushi and Aykroyd in that movie. Lassiter goes, trading places. And Sean goes, no. And Lasseter goes, I gave it a shot. <laughs> and that's it. This That is the only reason why this is on the Dan Aykroyd podcast. Because oh. they brought up the movie Neighbors and Trading Places, both movies that Dan Aykroyd was in.
3: This fence was moved. I'm also getting Judy Shineland. It was a case, small. And then everything gets fuzzy. Uh, case, Judge Judy... I'm sorry. Line. Line, please. What the hell's wrong with him? It's hard to remember your lines. Nobody has any lines. But nobody's on book? Lauren? I'm sorry, you guys. This never happens to me. I I swear. All right. Fence. What do we know? Fence, case. There was a case. The fence was part of the case. No one remembers this? Holy crap. I know exactly what happened here. I solved it. You did? Yeah, it's all in the evidence. I'll take it from here, Spencer. Thanks, Lassie. Thank you, buddy. Ready? Say what you will about animals. They're filthy, they're inferior to man, but the one thing they have over the human species, animals are not petty. Humans, on the other hand. Oh, we just can't help ourselves. This whole case came down to a good old-fashioned dispute between two neighbors. A small claims case was filed against Jasper Zane by you, Rich Renault. It
0: was the top document of my neatly stacked box of evidence. Must have put it there subconsciously.
3: Let me tell you what happened here, Rich. You sued your neighbor over your property line divided by this fence, which used to be here. And you moved here. You murdered your neighbor over two feet. You're at war with each other. Like Belushi and Aykroyd. Yes! In trading places, neighbors, I gave it a shot. Know the feeling. You know, I, that's the only reason I
1: originally was like, I'm going to come up with a bunch of other ways that it's similar and I'm going to name them off while we record this. And I was like, okay, I'm going to start with Dan Aykroyd is, is Canadian and this is filmed in Canada. And then that's where it ended. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, surely I can find a bunch of other facts, but they would have been, they would Dan been Aykroyd
0: been. also uh, studied to be in law enforcement. Oh, and, there you yes.
1: go. I don't think I knew that. That's so cool.
0: He did. He wanted to be. He wanted to be a mortician and a police officer before he became. Uh, but that's it. That's why we're doing it because they mentioned the movie. And it's odd that they mentioned Neighbors. Which is, do you know anything about the movie Neighbors?
1: I'm pretty sure I saw it a very long time ago.
0: It was the last movie Belushi made before he died. It's one of those movies where the the making of the movie and what happened behind the scenes is much more interesting than, than the movie itself movie. okay yes because at that point Belushi was just out of his mind on coke right. and him and Aykroyd were just like they weren't getting a lo- the director uh, directed Rocky they were going back and forth and at one point Dan and and Belushi were thinking of hiring a hitman to kill the director that's how bad things were going on this on this film.
1: That is insane.
0: What yeah. A
1: crazy time. When just like everybody was on Coke.
0: Oh, early early eighties. Yeah. So what happened was it was a property dispute where the neighbor moved the fence mm-hmm. two feet and they got into it and the neighbor strangled the bear trainer. Yeah. And as Lassiter said, you killed a man over two feet. Once again, we could have never figured, we had no idea about oh, no. any of this. No. We could never have figured this out on our own. He tells Julie, uh, Juliet to cuff him, oh, and know. she fumbles with the handcuffs. and. <laughs> glans- oh, forget it, for the love of God. <laughs> it's
1: so good. I love how awkward Juliet is in this in this episode. Yes,
0: it's it's fun to see her this because Juliet is usually She's a badass.
1: The, yeah. She's a badass.
0: She's usually the strongest character. Mm-hmm. I think we discussed this in our last psych. Like, she is not a damsel in distress mm-hmm. at all. She is she can take care of herself, but she's also very feminine at the same mm-hmm. time. She's like the, the the whole package as as a, as a television character. Uh, so just to see her a little bit out of her element is 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 fun in this episode. It, it is
1: very fun. Where was the pineapple? I didn't Ooh, catch I don't know. the pineapple in this episode. I, I didn't catch the pineapple. Twice. Oh, all right. I'll have to go. Look it, it
0: up. Was it at the restaurant? Because it was a vegetarian restaurant.
1: Probably. There was probably yeah. a pineapple there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I just like, I was taking notes and stuff, so I didn't mm. always have my eyes mm. on the screen. And I'm, I, I missed the pineapple. For those of you who don't know, there is a hidden pineapple in every sometimes it's not hidden sometimes it is um but there's there is a pineapple, pineapple in every, in every
0: episode. episode so lassiter and his sister have a nice bonding moment he's regained her respect and then gus even though after he had that vision of lassiter's sister's yeah. lassiter he's still like well maybe you have solved it if you weren't you know focusing on lassiter's sister yeah. he's like you got that right <laughs> <laughs>
1: horny gus it's my favorite horny gus love horny gus so good oh here's a hot take I don't think uh, Dulé Hill's wife is a very good actress. And she is now in the psych universe. And I don't think she's a good actress. But I guess, you know, if you're banging a movie star, you get to be in their movies. I guess that's how it works. Ugh, bummer. I was
0: just reading, speaking of the early 80s, I'm reading a book on the comedy of the early 80s. Mm-hmm. The Jerk with Steve Martin. Oh,
1: such a good movie.
0: He was dating Bernadette Peters at the time. Oh. And I I the reason that. he, yes, aha, I got you. Yeah, yes, he was dating job. Bernadette Peters, and he had her in his movie mm-hmm. just because he felt comfortable around her. Yeah. So that was not that she wasn't a competent actress, but right. the reason the, re- right. uh, the reason she got the role is because she was dating the star, mm-hmm. and she did a great job in the movie. But he just felt more comfortable around some people he knew because he was from the world of stand-up where it's just you. He didn't come from sketch like Belushi and Aykroyd where you worked in an ensemble cast. Uh, So he just hired people that he knew and he was very comfortable around Bernadette Peters. At the end of the the, the post when we come back from commercial, if you're watching this on television, it's Lasseter's sister just interviewing all of the psych characters. And it's very, very fun. And then Corbin Bernstein is in there. He's like, Sean's going to go bald. It's (laughs) it's hereditary. I just hope
1: I'm alive to see it.
0: (laughs) What did you think of the dupe he had to wear in the flashback scenes in all these episodes? I think
1: some are much better than others. So I think it depends on how far back they're going. And I think they're better in later seasons, probably just because they have more money. That's Mm -hmm. my guess. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Major League though. So, I remember Major him. League is a good all movie. Of his hair. Have you
0: Now you hate horror movies, right?
1: right? Yeah, they're so scary. I didn't watch Exorcist until this past year. That's why I watched it for the psych podcast. I was just talking to I went and saw Oppenheimer and they have a preview for they're doing another Exorcist movie. Right. So, I was talking about it and I was like, I don't know why the hell I decided to watch it last year, but now I remember why. It's cuz we were doing the Exorcist psych <laughs> Oh, podcast. Corbin
0: is in a movie called The Dentist, where okay. he plays this psychotic dentist. He, his wife is having an affair, and he snaps, and he gasses her, and he just fucks up her teeth. Oh, my God. With, and, and there's two of them. Yeah. There's the dentist and the dentist, too. <laughs> so if you ever get the courage to watch, there's okay. two of them out there.
1: <laughs> okay, that's what I'll do. I'll, I'll watch him as up. But, but also, like, some horror movies are so bad that they're kind of funny.
0: Yeah, that movie... I think that movie would fall into this category. However, I'm weird about teeth, so it, it yeah. might bother me. It's yeah. like, yeah. Marathon Man, I is saw, it safe?
1: Oh, they have... We have a, a theater here. I live uh, in Boston, and there's a theater here that um, plays will often come to before they go to Broadway. So they'll be here for six or eight weeks with a live audience with all the New York actors and stuff. So I'm very lucky. Sometimes I'll get to see stuff before it goes on Broadway. And I saw 1984 and they do this torture scene where they're pulling out teeth. And there were people that were just like getting up and leaving the theater. It was so (laughs) disgusting. And like, I know they're not actually pulling this poor man's teeth on stage, but yes, I understand fully gross. Man, we have referenced a lot of weird, by we, I mean me, a lot of weird stuff (laughs) in this episode.
0: But that's how the episode, and once again, uh, Juliet is like, maybe if you didn't tell me the camera's on, but she's like, I can see the red light. Yeah, yeah, so good. And Gus and Sean are like, we can finish each other's sentences.
1: Oh, yes. (laughs) So good. God, it's a good. It show. Is so I think good. I'm going to start rewatching Psych from the beginning.
0: Uh and that's it. So what did you think of this? I know big Psych fan. So I was am. This, was this a good episode?
1: Um, I mean, if I was doing it like out of 5 pineapples, I would probably give it 3. Not one of like my most favorite or like an incredibly memorable one. This definitely like has a gimmick, but there are other you know, they're filming the thing. Um but there are other ones with gimmicks that I like more. Like, I wouldn't put mm-hmm. this in my top 25 list for sure. So, yeah, it's a fine example of a psych episode, but not one of my favorites. Not terrible, but there you go.
0: There is really no I. There is really no terrible psych yeah, episode. Yeah,
1: I don't think so either.
0: There, no, there's not one that just stands out as being bad. They're all...
1: They have that They're one all, that they know. redid, though, The Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, that they filmed mm. it, and the director was so dissatisfied with it that they did it again a couple years later. So, Oh, yes! That's right. That's right. So I, I remember, kind of, yeah. I kind of want to go back and watch the original and see like what I notice. I don't remember what the the director was dissatisfied with, but imagine being on a show and being like, Man, we could have done that episode better. So you just reshoot it like three or four years later. And that's something changes. that
0: you would do on and that's something psych would definitely that's a, that's a yeah. psych thing yeah. right there. Yes.
1: So it was very, that's very cool. But I don't, yeah, I can't think of a single episode that I would turn it off. So here's my, we're recording this on a Sunday. Um, It's now afternoon where I am. But that is my Sunday morning routine. I, I put it on the Hallmark channel, which shows like four hours of psych reruns on Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. And I drink coffee and I look at real estate. <laughs> That's my Sunday morning routine. But what's so funny is some episodes of Psyche are like a little too spicy for the Hallmark Channel. So sometimes they bleep stuff out. Like they'll bleep out the word ass or something. And it's so ridiculous and funny.
3: All right. So that's it. Uh, So
0: Kristen, is there anything that you want to promote?
1: Oh, um... I don't know, I'm gonna be on a couple episodes of season two of Julia on HBO. I don't say anything, but I look cool and I'm in some like 60s outfits. Uh, other than that, yeah, I don't have too much going on unless you are looking to hire a theater professional. If, you're, if you are a person listening to this and you're like, hey, I have a children's theater and I really wanna hire an artistic director, um, give me a call, because that's what I would like to do with my life, I've decided. <laughs> all right that's all, that's well all my God. That's, that's it so weird i'm being such a weirdo yeah.
0: <laughs> kristen thank you for doing you're this you're one time we will actually do a project that has dan Aykroyd in it oh, but yeah. <laughs> and uh, we'll see every here next time on the dad Aykroyd podcast
1: to support this podcast please go to www.patreon.com slash scott and give what you're able if you're listening on iTunes, please give a review. That should help people find this podcast. And no matter what services you use to listen, please leave feedback. We always want to improve. Thank you for listening to the Dan Aykroyd Podcast.
3: You know what, um, maybe if you just don't tell me that it's uh, that the camera's on, then, then maybe we can do this. How long have we been friends? Oh, wow. Forever. <laughs> Since we were babies. When were we not? We pooped together. Well, next to each other. Sean will go bald. It's genetics. I, he doesn't realize it now, but it's going to happen. I just pray that I'm alive to see it. It's almost like there's a Vulcan. We can finish each other's sentences. Right. For example, as soon as we're done here, we're going to jump in the blueberry right. and. How can you say I didn't pay any attention to you as a kid? That's ridiculous what other high school boy would stay up greeting their little sister
2: uh you read me my Miranda rights
3: I set it up as soon as we're done here we're gonna jump that's where you're gonna leave off scratch this forget that oh it's off it's on isn't it (laughs) I can see the red light it's on yeah I don't know where Gus and I will be in 50 years but uh (laughs) maybe in space man never figures out how to travel that far man does travel in space He's a sweet kid. I think I'll keep him.
2: Oh. This has been a Cross the Streams Media Podcast. In a not-too-distant suburb, on a very quiet street, Earl Keese, a reserved, hard-working homeowner, sits calmly waiting for his dinner. Little does he know he's about to meet the neighbors. Ramona. Hello. What can I do for you? Anything you like. The question is, what do you want in return and Vic so what do you say neighbor welcome to the end of the road I guess it's a great house thank you I mean mine and somehow his life will never be the same who goes there hi it's Earl Keys. Columbia Pictures presents John Belushi. I swear to
3: God, we may have to move. They're very strange people.
2: Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> Kathy Moriarty. Your left bull in the corner pocket. In Neighbors. <laughs> Lock the doors. Hey, you You go to hell. You're not getting back in here. <laughs> neighbors. Rated R. Rated